Hello, hello, listener. Welcome to the 10th episode 10, right, Max? Yeah, yeah. 10th edition of ADR, that is Area de Rigori. Thank you for tuning in from wherever the hell you are tuning in from, Anchor, Apple Podcast, or Spotify. How's it going, Maxi? Good week? It's been a good week. Um, very odd week, Serie uh, A-wise, but uh, uh, yeah, it's a, been a good week. Good week. Mate, it was explosive. Yeah, you didn't expect this. Shit is literally kicking off. To Just to put this in the context, there was one team in the top seven, uh, sorry, the top eight this week that actually won. That was Fiorentina. You didn't expect that going into the weekend. It was just it was a crazy weekend. So I think it, it's odd. In the parallel of where we had a crazy weekend in, for instance, the Premier League where Tottenham beat City and we had that mad game in at Ellen Road. Similarly, in Serie A, it was just a crazy weekend. None of the teams that we predicted to win or expected to win did win uh, at all, actually. Let's start. I think it's it's correct to start with uh, Inter Milan's 2-0 loss to Sassuolo, uh, Giacomo Raspadori and Gianluca Scamacca both getting on the score sheet. These guys are turning into my favourite Dwight York and, and Cole pairing of Sassuolo, man. I love them. It's so nice to see them both on the score sheet. Yeah, I agree. Um, and what what a season they they're both having, uh, you know. Literally, uh, they're, they're so dangerous uh, up front. But Inter's record now reads the fact that they've won one in four games, like in the in the league. They've struggled. Everything everything changed since that uh, derby della Madonnina. Everything has changed since then. Yeah. Yeah, this weekend they were wasteful in possession. They they let Sassuolo have too many chances. I mean, I'm not over exaggerating when I say that Sassuolo could have scored four goals here. Absolutely not. No, they could have and probably should have had more. They they literally terrorized Inter Milan. Um, we we mentioned earlier only one of the top eight won this week. All of the all of the teams that didn't win didn't deserve to win. And I would argue that the draws that they did get, they didn't even maybe deserve the draws. Like they, they probably deserved to lose. Apart from maybe Milan, I think. Yeah. Who I could sort of give the draw to because it was like a, a hard-fought game. Inter deserved to lose. They did lose. I thought Napoli deserved to lose. They drew. Juve deserved to lose. They, they drew. Atalanta deserved to, I think, just about draw because they didn't really make any chances. But we'll get, we'll get on to, um, the, the, obviously, the, the disallowed... Uh, Malinovsky goal. I thought Roma as well only got served their blushes in the last 20 minutes. Inter absolutely deserved to not get anything out of this game. Um, for, for the for the goal, for the, for Sassuolo's first goal, they always press with six players up top. If you see when uh, Gagliardini, who plays sort of a hospital plus to uh, Hakan Chanahoglu, there's six players pressing him then. If Hakan beats that press... It's, you know, the, an attack's on for Inter. But Sassuolo always do this and they're dangerous in the press and, and it worked. Yeah, it's a high-risk game they're playing, but it, it usually doesn't, like, it usually doesn't fail with it. They, for the first goal in this game, it's it's such a clear example. Like, they win the ball back in a fast transition and then Raspadori scores the goal. Um, yeah. Very quick. I think it's Maxime Lopez that wins the ball, but maybe this doesn't happen if Marcelo Brozovic plays. 
instead of Gallardini? Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Um, Brozovic wouldn't wouldn't um, put himself in that situation, and he would have handled that situation uh, better, I think. Um, but but yeah, it was they. You also should be giving credit to um, Sassuolo here because they really know what what the weak link was in this interside and 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 targeted uh, Gagliardini. Exactly, yeah. They, they pressed him and they pressed midfield and it worked. We mentioned they could have had more. I, I definitely think they should have. It was constantly sort of seeing Raspadori or Scamacca or maybe Fratesi even to a, to a certain extent sort of bearing down on Inter's defence, like having a clear run, bypassing the midfield. And Inter were just all at sea, like all at sea. You, you saw even when Vidal came on, who's capable of a wide challenge here and there, they just couldn't handle uh, Sassuolo's attack. Berardi hit the bar. Uh, on on top of that as well, and then obviously I think in the second half they came out and realized like oh shit we need to get this going because we're just it's just not working. Um, they, they were better in the second half. They had more chances. Still didn't convert. Lautaro Martinez had a really really good chance. Who he's just out of form. He has been badly out of form for like four or five games. All of a sudden, and this is how quickly it's changed. Inter were going from um, we are going to ramp to the Scudetto to oh okay. Wow, yeah, we're in a real dogfight to actually win the Scudetto, and we're probably going to be out of the Champions League. And Martinez is out of form as well. And should we sell him? They won't. Like for Martinez, when when he's in this form, they won't get as much for him as as they would have gotten like last summer and like last year when it was Lula. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when it was when it was, when it was Lukaku and Martinez. Interesting that the fact that they've both left each other and are worse off now. Essentially, they're they're a lot worse off each other. They 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 both made each other better. Yeah, and uh, told to all my guys out there who are in a striker partnership, man, stick together, stick with each other, stick together. Skamaka and Raspadori, be there for each other, stick with each other. Skamaka, if you go to Inter, Raspadori, you follow suit. Exactly. If you're listening to this, of course, they ain't, they ain't listening to this. Uh, club buying, buy both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway. I also think that when, like in the second half, when, when Inter stepped up their game a bit uh, offensively, uh, Andrea Consigli in the Sassuolo goal pulled off a great game. Uh, like, uh, He did, but I, I have to interject with that and say that Zeko save was just a normal save. Like, why are you two yards to the goal to the right and then you have to make it look good by going to the... That was just a normal save. But apart from that, I agree he had a good game. Yeah, yeah. So he he stepped up when he need when he was needed. But on, like on, on the subject of, of Skamaka, I think that I don't want to seem like I'm reactionary. I, I, I've thought it's a while, but... Uh, with the playoffs coming coming up, I I think that Scamacca should be in Roberto Mancini's squad instead of like Belotti, who 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 struggled a bit and I think he's been injured. Hasn't had like a, he's been injured pretty frequently. Yeah, yeah. Regular game time. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, because Scamacca is on fire, man. Uh, and he's not he's not just one of those strikers who's like great in the box like like Piontek was. Um he he really moves. He scored again this week. Yeah, yeah. I, I, no no blame Piontek. Po 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 po. Boom boom boom. But anyway, no blame on on, <laughs> on Piontek. Uh, I just mean that he's uh, he's a very um a box striker. He he doesn't really do much outside of the box. Uh but who Piontek? Yeah, Piontek. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Of course not. No. 
but Skamaka, he moves around, links up play. Um, yeah. Complete striker. Complete striker. He can do so much on the ball and off it as well. It, it, it gets overused, but he, he, he actually reminds one, one of, um, of Ibrahimovic. Everybody has said that, yeah. I think we need to get some new comparisons going, but I wouldn't know who. Like a young Ibrahimovic. <laughs> I think more like the, the Ibrahimovic of, of late. Like a young Zlatan, I think, was more... As in, as in being, being involved more in the structure of attacks as well. But, but, but you, I think you also need to be technically very good to be a Sassuolo player. It's always been, it's a passing game, it's possession-based. You need to know how to work off the ball and also, I think, be a key facet in the attacking structure. Like, you can't just, you know what I mean? Like, you can't just be a striker that your sole goal is to get goals in Sassuolo because then otherwise it doesn't work. I, I think you're completely right, yeah. But, but we, we, we can also, like conclude that Sassuolo continues to be one of Inter's boogie teams. It's just, it's amazing. They've beaten Inter and Juve this year. I think it was James Horncastle who said that that's the first time it's happened since 1965. <laughs> yeah. And Inter, um, a, a quick last word on them. When De Vrij's goal, De, De goal got disallowed in the second half, and then after that, you just knew, like, okay, this is they're just going to have to deal with this. They're just going to have to draw a line underneath it and go again. Um, I think having said all of that and having criticised Martinez and uh, Gagliardini to some extent, Ivan Perisic is still being one of their most consistent performers. He's, he's been very good, yeah. But he was still a, an attacking threat throughout. I thought he was very good against Liverpool as well. He was, he was, um, and with and with some margins on his side in that game, he, he could have scored a goal. Yeah, I mean, again, we're we're talking like really really fine margins, but Inter didn't. I know we haven't, we didn't speak about the Champions League game against Liverpool, but they, I don't think they played necessarily bad. And a lot of people were saying it was a smash and grab for Liverpool when they won, which to a degree it was. But at the same time, I was like, they've done this constantly, week in week out in the Champions League. Klopp probably knew. All right, go there. You're going to suffer in San Siro. You just are. When when it gets to a level of when you have a chance, we've got the quality enough to take it. Um, having said that, though, Inter played very well. I thought Hakan was probably the best player on the night. Hit the bar, was very unlucky. Vidal was himself. I'm like that <laughs> midfield warrior that, where it's like, ah, I'm going to be robust in every single tackle. But then that can be bad because defensively, if you're out there sliding, there was one moment where he did a slide tackle and the ball ended up going back to Liverpool's uh, and, and they almost attacked and scored. So you can't, you can't be too rash and maybe things would have been different if Barella played. But um, a few bad results, a few, a few odd margins and Inter and a scrap for the rest of the season now. Yeah, and, and in, in, that, in that game against Liverpool, uh, Inter had like an advantage because... I think Klopp made a mistake starting Harvey Elliott because he was outmanaged uh, in the midfield. He was shit. Yeah. He was shit. Yeah. So, but w- for lack of a better word, Harvey Elliott, yeah, he, he, he was shit. Yeah. But it was it's it's throwing in a new kid into a Champions League game where it, it's in an intimidating atmosphere as well. Yeah, it, it, it is, and and also like Harvey Elliott is a player. I think he would be would have been great if Liverpool were like. 
the the team controlling the game, but it wasn't like that now. And uh, no, and, no, 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 no. And uh, he he got outmanaged by by Inter's midfield. But when when Klopp subbed him off, it it became a completely different battle on the midfield, and and it Inter suffered more then. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Inter and Sassuolo played on the Sunday. Before that, the other Milan club played on the Saturday. And what happened against Salernitana, bottom of the league? Barely escaped with a point. Ah, yeah, yeah. You know, we we talked about take, take us take us through your thoughts on on this because, uh, like I said, every, every every big team in the top top seven um, didn't didn't pick up points, but for good reason. I think Milan started strong in this game. They they scored. Uh, one nil in like the fifth minute or something like that, and then they just lost Zuko, focus. Zuko. Um, Mike Magnon, who's who's really been a savior for Milan this season, he's uh, he he was he was very poor in this game. Um, at first, he he made an error which led to Salernitana's equalizer, and uh, then he almost gave gave away another goal with like some f- kind of dribbling raid. Uh, a bit into the second half, uh, which really could have cost Milan. Um, but also, Milan were very wasteful in front of goal. Uh, Giroud had like a one-on-one, with, which he wasted. Um, so it, it was just one of those games where everything were, was off, I think. But one good thing for Milan, I think, is that uh, Ante Rebic uh, continues to come in clutch when he's needed. Um I thought, but having said that, I don't think he had a good game. Like apart from the goal, he just kept get he he gave the ball away so much. Rebic, yeah, you don't think so? Yeah, yeah. I I don't think he in particular had a good game, but you know, Mila can always count on him. That that's the thing. But okay, you know, he came clutch for the goal and all. But but I would like to point out something. I he's. Good with his feet, but he's also very bad with his feet. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he gave the ball away so much. Like, get me get me wrong. He he's a terrific passer with it uh, with his feet, but when it comes to like controlling the ball, he's not that good. I'm glad you touched on Mike Manian. This was his worst game in a Milan shirt I've ever seen. Yeah, because I don't think like he he's not good enough to like try to m- make a make one of the like dribble one of the opponent strikers okay so you think when he has too much time on his hands and oppositions press him they can nick the ball off of him basically i don't know and it's not the first time this season he's done that yeah which what, what was he doing what the fuck like what i don't but, yeah. but it feels like um milan's normally two reliable and best players this week just had a stinker Manyan was bad, but Tamori was dreadful as well. Tamori was bad. And Giroud wasn't that great either. Like, he got an assist, but... Um... No, no, Giroud was not that good again. He should have had another goal. He had a one-on-one chance, and that, I think, would have eased pressure on, on Milan. Normally, I think he would have scored, but it was one of those nights, you know? Yeah, it was just just one of those nights. But I've, I've said before, Selenitana is not the easiest place to go to. Uh it was a harder place to go to when you have a new manager bounce in, in Davide Nicola. He's sort of the, the Sam Allardyce, if you like, of, of, for the people that don't know. 
of, of Syria. He's uh, he, he basically engineers relegation escapes for for, for teams. He's done it with uh, Genoa, Udinese, Crotone in that in that um, miraculous recovery. He basically comes in for for twenty odd games and saves teams. He was at Torino for 20 games. That was his last managerial job. Before that, he was at Genoa for 22. And before that, Udinese at 15. So, purely said before the game as well, we don't know what to expect because they have a new manager bounce and etc, etc. And, et and it, it worked for them. It worked for them. So, Lenitana were uh, not in the they had troubles with it, the Milan's attack, especially in the beginning of the first half and the beginning of the second half. But after that, I thought they worked their way well into the game. Um, Bonazzoli took the piss out of Manian in this game. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> like twice. But, but that overhead kick was great. Where did that come from? Yeah, but but also Rafa Leao had a similar one in the in the beginning of the first, uh, second half. Yeah, yeah. You stole my point, man. I was about to say that. Yeah. Man, that would have been... It's still not my juice. Uh, but that would have been, yeah, we would have had two terrific um, overhead kicks. But but I'm I'm, I'm happy for Bonazzoli. He, he even had the cheek to, I don't know this what this, this move is called. Maxi, so you're going to have to help me out. What is it when someone flicks the football with like, is it a Rabana? What you mean overhead kick? No, no. Like they, they saw. If, if you, this is going to be hard to, hard to fucking de- describe. I'm gonna have to come up with a better way. It's a rabana. Sorry, yeah, no, no, that's right. It saved my ass. It's a rabana. So, Bonazzoli, when he dispossessed Mike Mignon for, uh, I think it was in the first or second half, he actually attempted to rabana the goal into the net. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that now when you when you say it. You see that? I I saw that. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm happy for him. He's having a, a better spell at Salernitana. Six goals this year. And he's been on loan. He's had five loans. He's been on loan at Torino, Padova, Spal, Brescia, Lanciano. Um, but he terrorized, he terrorized Manion the whole game. He did, yeah. Um, and then, finally, I've been saying for so long as well, week in, week out, about Salernitana. And I think David Nicola has realized this since coming on. Milan Juric, who in the Euros was a complete nuisance just by being a big striker up front, he played him. And when he did play him in the second half, he was winning everything. And not, not just not just the, the very good goal that he scored through um, through the header. They were literally just long-balling it all the time, long-balling it up to him, and he was winning everything. He, he was, yeah. It was, he was so hard f- uh, to control for, for the Milan defense. There was just no... I felt Milan lacked a, a bunch of quality in this game, apart from the beginning of the first half and the beginning of the second half. But there was also, I think, some interesting things from Salernitano and Nicola in particular. For instance, they were pressing high. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. I was like, what the hell is this? This is not... <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a relegation team. Where's the damn low block? Um, we're pressing high and it didn't I think it surprised Milan because then also what they were doing um, normally I think they like to play out through 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 the back or, or um, the, you know the Giroud or slash Ibrahimovic will drop deep and Tonali and Benesa can can start to build from there but because they were pressing high they ended up just going long instead yeah which I didn't think worked <laughs> 
<laughs> and you know, as we as we said before, uh, Milan didn't know what to expect uh, going into this game. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like but, said. but this uh, approach that Salernitana had was probably what Milan expected the least. Yes, yes, yes. I think all the big teams just got caught with a sucker punch this week of like, okay, shit, yeah, this is an easy boxing fight. And maybe the other boxers of the, of the lesser teams, so to speak, have gone... No, actually, we we got a sucker punch in us, and then the big teams have gone. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, we we don't really know what to do with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It it really felt like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they, I thought they they quelled Rafa Leao pretty well as well by doubling up on him. He was pretty isolated. Yeah, I mean, I know he could have scored a, a very good bicycle kick, but he is normally like the the focal point for Milan in terms of the attack, in terms of like, we're going to give the ball to him and he will probably end up doing something, which has worked this year. It has worked this year. It's worked well, yeah. And uh, But as you, as you said, I think that uh, David Nicola had identified that before the game and, and really yes, yes, yes. put some power into, into isolating him from the game and it worked. Okay, so Inter Milan... <laughs> Uh, lose Milan barely escape with a point goes over to Napoli on Monday and you think okay cool this could be a really really good chance for them to yeah they would have gone top yeah increase uh, their points get up there would, would they have gone top let me quickly check they would have gone top you think Cagliari they're in a relegation fight no problem we can we, can, we should be getting three points and again, I don't want to sound like I'm repeating myself on this one, but Cagliari should have won. <laughs> they should have. and They should have won. Napoli had two chances throughout the game. Two chances. One of them was Victor Ossiman's brilliant header in the 87th minute, literally dragging Napoli through. through um, they, they pulled an equalizer out of their ass. Oh, well, I mean, Ossiman did. They did, and, you know, uh, it could have been like 3-0 instead of 1-0 when... when uh... Osiman equalized for, for Napoli and it was a very I would say if if there were one word to describe this game uh, by Napoli it would have been sloppy very very sloppy um, yes very sloppy I think they lacked a calm head in the middle of the park so I, I'm I'm basically alluding to the fact that they lacked uh, Stanislas Lablocka in the, in the middle of the park I know they went to a 3-4-3 but even even the the most reliable and one of the best defenders in the world, Koulibaly, was making mistakes. They were trying to play out from the back, and and he gave the ball away to, I think it might have been Pereiro or Grassi. Uh, I I can't remember who, but yeah, he he almost gave a goal. One of one of the two. They gave the ball away, and, he, and they almost they almost scored from that. Ospina made the mistake for the goal, but then I think redeemed himself by making four or five very good saves after that. That kept him in it. I agree. Yeah, he. It was you didn't recognize Ospina there at first when when he made that mistake, but then he he compensated for it with uh, with a great game after it. Yeah. Um, it was Gaston Pereira who scored the goal, but my man of the match for Cali was. Razvan Marin. Yeah. He literally, I mean, I know it was it was like a cameo and he came on, but he he literally terrorized Napoli throughout the whole thing. I mean, I'm using the word terrorized a lot this week. I hope people like that. <laughs> he came on and was just such a threat. He was running uh, 
constantly are, are on Rahmani's side. Um, the Giovanni Di Lorenzo went off with an injury as well, uh, a head injury. So, so, so Malky came on. Malky is very good, fast, and is more the attack-minded fullback. But on that side specifically as well, when when Marin came on, I think he was attacking that side, and I think it was working as well. Yeah, it was a it was a big blow for for Napoli this week, and um, I think it would have meant a lot for for them just to go go top uh, and show what quality they they really. It was a huge chance for them. It was a huge chance for them. Yeah, it it would have been a huge statement for them as well. Like we we we're, we're in this uh, Scudetto battle, uh, but yeah. <laughs> Somehow Milan goes to Salernitana, uh, draws, and still yeah. uh, are top of the league, albeit with Inter Milan with a, a game in hand. So, so maybe taking into account if they win that, there'd be a point clear. But still, it, it's a it was a miss, massive missed opportunity from from Napoli this week. If yeah. they if they won. They'd be level on points now. They'd be level on top on points at top, and they have better goal difference than than Milan. So you could, I mean, Spalletti might be looking at um, the Inter game and the Cagliari game, thinking that's we could have we could have won both games. I think so, <laughs> but obviously, I think he'd be more ticked off at the fact that they, they've lost to Cagliari. Sorry, lost. Drew to Cagliari. <laughs> Cagliari had that many chances. That's what it felt like. It was Mazzari. <laughs> it felt like a loss. <laughs> Instead of Spalletti on the bench, just uh, just screaming at the heavens because they had that many chances. We 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 truly are not exaggerating here. Uh, Napoli were very lucky to get away with one point. Yes, 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 yes. Agreed with that. They were saved by individual brilliance. I think if one of them, if one of those chances. Uh, that, that fell to Cagliari players, went to João Pedro. Like some of the more clear-cut ones, because I know João Pedro had a few shots from like the edge of the penalty area and, and a few half chances, shall we say. The clear-cut chances yeah. didn't fall to their best striker. If it did, I think they would have been out of sight. Yeah, a, a 2 nil goal, I think, would have killed off of Napoli here. That's right. Yeah, it didn't. So we stay... 